Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is not Vicky Barcelona. Are you sure? Hello. That is not Vicky Barcelona, but the person impersonating Vicky is BJ Shea. Is he really here? Are you sure? Ah, well, I hope so. I don't know what the hell's going on, but running the boards is Joey D's. Rev, I'm scared. Oh, I am scared too, but uh, we've got a great show lined up. I'll be speaking with Gareth Von Kallenbach about some video game news. We're going to talk about Picard and Star Trek Discovery with BJ and, uh, well, you, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. So Very excited to hear what BJ has to think about this. We're going to get into the Stranger Things Season 4 Volume 1 trailer. BJ is going to talk about The Walking Dead and Resident Alien and maybe some of that more. If you guys want to get a hold of us, you can do so by sending us an email, bjgeeknation at gmail.com. You can follow us on all, all of our socials, which, you know, Facebook, Twitter, uh, all that fun stuff. Oh, and, of yeah. course, you can find our podcasts on the Odyssey app or just by going to bjgeeknation.com. Odyssey. Odyssey. And if you don't know how to spell that, well, I mean, you might be surprised, but it's A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's not like it's normally spelled. I think it's a little easier than the original spelling of the word, to be honest. Uh, and I'll be perfectly honest, I can't remember how to spell Odyssey normally now. It's A-U-D-A-C-Y. <laughs> I know, that's just their new norm. Um, so yeah, go ahead and check all that out. And if you could leave us a five-star review on however you listen to us, that'd be very much appreciated. All right, I will. <laughs> Let's get right into this with our very own Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach. Let's go to bed! Thank you. From Skewed and Reviewed, you can find him at SKNR.net. We need to talk some video game stuff. Gareth Von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed and Reviewed. You can get all sorts of information across all of the geeky genres at SKNR.net. And Gareth, let's start with Back for Blood because they're back for more DLC. Absolutely. And, you know, this is rather interesting because we knew more DLC was coming. But there were some of the cynics out there saying, well, you know, this is several months after the original release. And, you know, games these days have kind of a life cycle where they they come out, the people play them and, you know, then move on to other things. And that's why you've seen games such as Call of Duty that have to be a little more, I think, in the every two to three months they have something come out. Well, this has come out and what they've done is is rather clever, actually. It is a paid DLC but if you are playing in a co-op group, as long as only one person has it, the others are able to go in and join them on the missions. Oh, nice. So that that's pretty cool. But see, there's all kinds of uh, tricks. And I'll, I'll be honest, it was a bit confusing at first because you go in and you expect a new mission, and that's not the case. There's not a new mission. Uh, but there is new gameplay. And then you know, people are like, well, how does this work? Well, what they've done is they've given two new cleaners to the mix with, uh, as long with their backstory. There are new cards, new you know perks and stuff like that. But what they've done is they've added hives to the game. So you have to go into the actual games, the missions that you've already played, and there are several of them. And I've been told you usually find them at the end of various levels. They won't be hidden too much that you can find. So say you're playing through the first level and you're about to go to the safe room, you see a hive. You go into the hive, that's where the new gameplay takes place. But they don't have a specific, you can't just click in the menu and say, take me to the hive. You have to 
essentially play through portions of the maps you've already played through in order to find them. But if you complete all of the hives, you get all the bonuses. And that's where the new creatures, the new challenges and everything. And people have told me, uh, you know, it's pretty intense. (laughs) It's pretty intense indeed. That is awesome. I just love the fact that they're able to put a new twist on that sort of DLC stuff. Correct. And then, you know, supposedly they're saying new modes will come. There's also some stuff that if you play the uh, the swarm mode, there'll be new creatures content and stuff like that. And supposedly there will be more DLC coming. There's talk of new missions will be coming in the future, but for right now. And so it'll be interesting to see where this goes. As I said, you know, you have some people saying, boy, it's six months. You know, this is a bit tricky to get people coming back. But I can tell you it was a pretty large update. It was like 25, 26 gigabytes. So, yeah. you know, you, you've got to think that when you get into the hives, they're going to be much larger than you think. This is not going to be just a quick <laughs> run through. Yeah, yeah. Always hoping on that, especially when it's DLC that you're paying for. Uh, moving on from that, um, Lego Star Wars. This has been a really big thing I've seen online. Like, a lot of people are really getting into this. Oh, absolutely. So we have Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, which, in case people don't know, it's all nine of the mainstream movies, not counting Solo, not counting Rogue One. And, of course, it's done with the um, Lego humor and mentality to it. So if you're a hardcore Star Wars fan, you can like it. If you're a younger player, you can do it. And what is so interesting about it is now I've been talking to a lot of people about this. I'm playing it the way I believe it should be done. Four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. And I've talked to some kids that are they're like, no, 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 we're do, we do the prequels first. And it, it's clever because it allows you to choose the options in which you go. There's, of course, free play modes and stuff. And as you go on, there's obviously customizations and all sorts of issues. But um, to give you an example, playing in the original Star Wars, uh, The New Hope, you go through the game, but it's an abbreviated version of the game um, of the film. Naturally, it's not like two hours to get through it per se. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but it, but if you do a bunch of the side missions and explore, it can. And so it, it's very clever because, like, one minute you're playing the Rebel Commander and Leah, and they always have the two players, and you can jump between the two of them, that sort of thing. And you have to collect your little bricks, build them. There's the you know the combat modes and stuff like that. It's also clever in that it doesn't necessarily follow the films precisely like for example in empires you go out to rescue luke you're not just out running there on a tauntaun you're out there with someone else you go to different bases you have to rely on radio dishes and stuff like that and it, it, it just a lot of variety a lot of humor to it and i've really really enjoyed it and what i think is so amazing is we first saw it at e3 and you know you can say <laughs> it's been a while that's for sure yeah. the sharper than previous Lego um, games. People have said, you know, look at uh, just like some of the previous Lego Star Wars games, look at this side by side. And it just, it, it's fun, it's engaging. What's great about it is you can play it in little small doses if your time is limited. It's a very enjoyable time. That is awesome. And I love to see the fact that you can kind of go whichever way you want to with all the episodes. That's amazing. Finishing this off now, we've heard about QuakeCon. Is it still happening it is but it's going to be digital this year again which was a bit of a surprise at first in that so many of the shows have returned to live shows or at least planning to and 
you know, the speculation is crazy. We've been hearing some people say that now that Bethesda is part of Microsoft, uh, they might be doing their own thing. Uh, you know, E3 isn't going to happen this year, live or digital. Some thought, okay, Microsoft's going to put together their own thing. And that's not happening. And, you know, you, you just look yeah. at it and go, is this a matter of money? Is it a matter of health and safety? Is it a matter of both? And other people say, well, you know, let, let's break it down. The traditionally QuakeCon takes what Bethesda showed at their E3 showcase and then builds upon it. You're not going to have the E3 showcase, not to say they won't do reveals and stuff over the summer and the summer, um, you know, events that they have, but they're not having anything. And then you dig a little deeper and it's like, well, what are we expecting? We don't have a firm date, but as we've talked about, most people are kind of expecting Starfield to arrive at the end of the year. Yeah, right. We know that other game that's coming. I, I, the name slips my mind, but they have one coming for the PC and the Xbox, which is kind of like a Left 4 Dead style game. It's a four-player supernatural co-op that we've seen teased before. So where do you go beyond that? Well, we know Fallout 76 will likely have new updates, but it's probably too early to be getting things on Elder Scrolls 6. And so it could be just a simple case of that with everything going on as it is, they probably looked at it and said, what is the best option for us? You know, is this really the time to gather everyone together in a hotel and put on a big tournament? And we've done a couple of years now of doing it online and we've been able to get the message across that we need to. It's been very successful online. So perhaps one more year of this is the way to go. And I mean, just the fact that we know that Starfield is coming out, I think that's going to be the big one, and I really hope it does come out this year. I'd love to get back into another Bethesda game aside from Fallout 76, and I know that they're going to be really focusing on Fallout 76 and nothing else in the Fallout world at this point in time. So, I mean, yeah, maybe something just a little bit more low-key at this point and just push Starfield. Exactly, and you know, and you, you always have to wonder, is it, does it matter that there isn't the signature lead-in event? I mean, some people say, well, you didn't have an E3 in 2020. They were online last year, and outside of the reveal day, it was kind of you know stripped down and stuff like that. But you look at the calendar. They're not going to be at PAX East in a week. And, you know, you just kind of wonder, is it a case of we don't have anything to announce before that right now or we don't have the big event to announce to lead in? Or are they going to take place, uh, take part in like the Summer Games Festival where they're going to make an announcement and it'll be like in years past you're going to see more at QuakeCon? Who knows? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what everything happens, especially with like PAX East next week. I know you'll have lots of information about that as well on SKNR.net. So everybody check all of that stuff out. Again, you can search for Skewed and Reviewed and find out all the information. Thank you so much, Gareth. Again, that is Gareth Von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed, SKNR.net. Now, BJ, you've been on assignment for a little while. I sure have. I have a lot of things going on. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to Egypt. I'm digging up sands and trying to find uh, ancient gods. <laughs> Well, we'll be stuff. talking about Moon Knight. Oh wait, no, not, next I'm, week. Oh no, I was. I'm, I'm not. Oh okay, okay. Uh, you don't have to worry about that. Uh, I'm just like got my we, metal detector. I'm we're going to change your her. name to a Stephen or a, exactly. uh, maybe Mark Hello, or something. What, you, what you saying, mate? <laughs> what you talking about there? But we had uh, we had Joe talk about his experiences with uh, Star Trek Discovery and with Picard. Oh yeah, and it's been kind of entertaining because also I've been really wanting to know what you've been thinking about this because. <laughs> 
Um, Joe, we, you're not really a fan of Picard, are you, really, at this point? No, man, I don't like CSI Picard. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> and so it's dealing with a lot of the things that he doesn't really necessarily like, alternative universes, stuff along the lines of time travel, oh, and yeah. uh, all that ridiculousness. And as an old school, I mean, very old school uh, Star Trek fan, all the way from the original series up and through to what we have now, uh, we really wanted to get your opinion about this because I don't, what are they doing with Picard? Yeah, I... (sighs) I, yeah, yeah. Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, there's a lot of things that I like from a nostalgic standpoint, uh, and I'm also a big Allison Pill fan. And really, yeah. you know, a lot of the actors on the show really, I think, are they're good actors. They're doing a good job, but the story is really. I mean, it it is. I mean, you shouldn't feel like you have filler episodes in a in a, in a ten episode, eight episode, however long this is going to be. You know, if it was twenty four episode season, I'd be like, okay, sure, this makes sense. You can have some of these episodes. Yeah, that would make sense at that point. But this is really, this is it's frustrating. Also, for the first time in a long time, I really look. I think Patrick Stewart's very old. Oh, yeah, and I think the problem is is that he can't do much for whatever reason. He really can't do much, including the current storyline where, oh, wait, for a couple episodes, he's going to be lying on a bed in a coma. That's what he's doing? What? It's like, what? And you, his voice is definitely strained, and it's been since we saw the first season. I just, um, you know, it is really sad to think that maybe he just can't do much anymore, especially surrounded by younger actors who... Some of them are not really younger actors because, you know, I mean, mean, he's 81 years old. I think most of the actors are going to be younger. (laughs) You know, I mean, you've got the really young actors, you know, you've got you've got, uh, you know, Corey Soong. You've got Elnor, uh, who for some reason they decide one of the coolest characters. Let's just kill him off quick. Damn. Uh, You know, which is like, okay, so he's useless. And everybody else is, uh, you know, middle aged, which would be seven of nine. And of course, you know, Raffi. And uh, and so you, you got that. And then you got sort of like the younger but not super young people. People like, you know, Cristobal Rios and you got Agnes Girardi. Uh, but, you know, it's just like it feels like an old person's show. And like Joey said, it's CSI Trek. And <laughs> that's just not what I come to Star Trek for. I could take an episode like that. Yeah. But the whole season is like that. It's yeah, cool to meet young uh, Guinan. That was cool. I, I appreciate that. That was fun to see. But uh, it's just not enough. It's just really old people television is really what it is. And uh, that's disappointing because I didn't feel that way about last season. Last season I thought was really exciting. Felt like it had more action this season. This season, just, you know, the first episode had a lot of action and that was it. And uh, which is kind of like what Halo has done, really, when you think about it. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, dear Paramount, I know you have more money than this, but apparently you don't because here's a bunch of special effects and action in the first episode. And now we're just going to have you go walk boringly along with dialogue with maybe people we don't care about. I know a lot of people were really excited when they announced that Q was going to be whatever yes. he is, like antagonist or whatever he is in the Star Trek world, to have him in this season. And it sounds like it's just kind of falling flat. Well, here's the problem. And I will paraphrase a, a title of uh, one of the great episodes with Q. Q who? If he would show up. <laughs> oh, no. And when he shows up, unfortunately, he's really not hanging with Picard much. Instead, he's hanging with yet another descendant of uh, of Soong, who created the data androids. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is uh, Slappy Soong, I guess. <laughs> I don't believe uh, you. Yeah. And um, it's Adam Soong. 
Uh, we do get to sort of see why the android race that was created, if, uh, you know, by, uh, by Sung, why they why they look like uh, Issa Brionis's character from last season. Uh, that was fun. That's again great for an episode. That would be great. But we're how many episodes deep now? And it's six just, or seven, I think. Yeah, wow. It's, and okay, that's the yeah. problem. You're just like, okay, guys. I mean, it is, uh, yeah. I, I mean, as of, there was a new episode yesterday, uh, which I haven't seen yet. So we're seven deep. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. The Borg Queen is interesting, but then. I don't know, man, and I and I love Annie Wershing. She was great on Twenty Four, and she's also was great in uh, the Runaways. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So Annie's great. I just don't know if I like this Borg Queen, and maybe it's because she's got some emotions because she's mixed up with uh, Allison. It's it's a really you know it's a good that's not horrible, but it's just next thing you know you got musical numbers and song and dance and. You know, Jonathan Frakes directed, which, you know, he did a good job because Ocean's Eleven, he kind of feel, but he also did a show called Leverage, and, and Will Wheaton had pointed out that Jonathan knows how to direct these kind of episodes because of Leverage, and there was a lot of that going on. I'm kind of curious now because they have already yeah. announced for season three that they're going to be bringing back most of the TNG cast. For nostalgia, great. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, are they just kind of like, we we know we're not going to get you at the story at this point in time, or we don't even know what's going on, so we'll just make sure and announce the cast so everyone gets hyped. Because this season's already kind of being and they, like, they, they back to back it too. They and I—that's another reason why I wonder about Picard. Uh, you know, um, Patrick Stewart's health mm-hmm. because they—they they, as soon as they were done wrapping up se- you know, season two, they started on season three. Oh yeah, they're just trying to get so, done with it. I mean, maybe COVID. Maybe that was part of it. They just want to make sure before COVID lockdown again. Uh, who knows yeah, why? Who even knows at that? But Patrick. You know, I mean, he's the healthiest of all the Star Trek captains. At least he always was looking like the healthiest of all of them. Yeah. He doesn't. He just feels like he's very frail, uh, and that's sad. It's yeah, that sad sucks. that he not so much in season one, but you kind of saw he was a little frail in season one. Now this season, I'm just like, wow, he's some. I don't know, something's up, and I don't know what it is. But it's falling flat for me, unfortunately. My wife likes it. I like it for nostalgia. And I, you're going to keep, you know, you're going to finish out it. the season at least. But whatever <laughs> bad stuff Joey has said while I'm not here, can't really disagree. I'm sure I can't disagree. Hey. It's, it's really, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's unfortunate, you know, compared to uh, Discovery and the action in that, and also compared to the trailers for Strange New Worlds, which I'm so excited yeah. about, which is coming out in a couple weeks. Uh it just feels like oh, they really are the old people. It's just uh, like that old, like that old Simpsons bit. The old, you know Star Trek, we got old. If you remember that one, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah we're, it's so I, it, it feels like that. Unfortunately, do you think maybe at some point they'll uh, start trying to save the whales or something along those lines? God, well, they did have a reference. How funny you brought that up. <laughs> really, there was a reference to oh. that movie. When they went back in time, which I don't, Joe, do you remember that? I don't, no. So remember the dude (laughs) that had the boombox too loud and Raffi asked him to turn it down? Yeah. It's the same dude that Spock gave the neck pinch to in the whales one. Yeah. It's the same actor, which I thought was kind of funny. That's hilarious. And Um, I mean, that's going to be something, that's going to Easter egg that like you or maybe me would notice. I noticed it right off the bat. I'm like, (laughs) wait a second, that looks just like the boombox guy. And it is the boombox guy. Yeah, you know, uh, I didn't think about that, though, that Patrick Stewart's health might be the reason why this season was so bad, because they do have an entire storyline with Rios, the other captain, that has nothing to do with anything. It's just essentially he gets captured by immigration, and then they go through this really long storyline to get him back. Maybe they're just trying to pad out time. Maybe yeah. they're just like, oh, we I know this is about Picard, but we can't really do a lot with 
Guard it. And yeah. That's, yeah, and, and that's the other thing is there. Are, there's a lot of storylines that, well, you know, don't you know d- d- that talk about how you know people, marginalized people, are not treated well, and because mm-hmm. because they travel back to current day, like a year ahead of us, uh, 2024, I think is where they're maybe a couple years ahead of us, then. and and. You know, a lot of people complain. You know, who want to complain anyway? Like, God, can you? Are you going to keep hitting us over the head with all these moral things? And you know, it's when there's nothing else going on that really just highlights. Like, it seems like all you're doing is just basically preaching to us. And that is, I don't mind that if there's other stuff going on. But the trouble is, there's really not a lot going on. And uh, the the, and you know, there's just these small storylines that. I mean, the, you got a you got a love story between Seven of Nine and Raffi, which it's an awkward love story because both are awkward in their own ways. And then you've got this Borg Queen story, and it's not. A, I mean, it's kind of a love story between her and, and uh, you know Agnes, but it's at least cool because of the way the Borg Queen is infiltrating this person, and is this person stronger than the Borg Queen? And so it's an interesting way to do the Borg. Um, and they, even the alternate Earth was cool, but they weren't there that long, which it was sort of like, it wasn't like the Mirror Mirror universe, you yeah, know, yeah. With, you know, but it was also a really worse universe of how uh, it seemed that, you know, humans were, where they were just basically killing everybody to preserve themselves. The Confederation. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's so, uh, it, but unfortunately, it's very much like Mirror Mirror, and apparently Q did this, but apparently Q's lost his powers, so I'm not oh, sure. We were into a power loss sort of thing for the eh, omnipotent that, being that's the problem so you got okay. q who's also but i don't you know but john delancey's great and we're not seeing enough of him maybe we'll see more of him uh and he's also kind of like bribing dr soon to do bad stuff and there's picard's ancestor but it's all just so slow it's just like uh, dr oh. soon hits picard with a car dude it's so funny oh, yeah that's the, that's like the big reveal they're like how did patrick stewart get into this coma it's like well turns out data hit him with a car did you see that coming it's <laughs> like these, are, these yeah. are the same characters yeah it's like an ancestor <laughs> threw him out of the way and it's just all just like, I mean, they're covering a lot. Unfortunately, they're covering everything. It's like, yeah, mental health is good. We should, but also the way we treat marginalized people. But the thing is, if you do all of that with nothing else going on, I feel like we're just watching, a, like Joe said, a drama. And uh, science fiction is better than that. Science yeah. fiction can teach us, but still not take us, like, you know, but make us really, if we don't want to know it, we don't have to know it, you know, or, or it'll get us subtly. I just don't like the way this is done. Well, I'm not, I just don't. Well, maybe they'll just redeem themselves in these last couple of episodes and you'll eat crow, but somehow I don't think so. So, you know, we'll get your resu- uh, your uh, reactions yeah. at the end of the season and see what's going on with that. I am stoked, though, because The Return of Stranger Things Volume 1 is coming up fairly soon, and they did put out the trailer, which sees a whole new bad guy coming out of the uh, the uh, underwear. No, the, uh, the, un- yeah, the upside down. That's it. The upside Upside down is yeah, the underwear. Um, so, dude looked badass. Like, yeah, I was super stoked to see how he looked. Um, we've got all of the, uh, it looks like all the cast returning, um, except for poor Billy, because he, Billy. Uh, spoiler alert, he didn't make it. But, oh. I mean, it's been, it's been a couple of years since we've uh, we've gone and uh, revisited uh, Hawkins and beyond. Um, some of the kids have moved uh, to uh, California, yep. and uh, some of them are still sticking around, and then, you know, some people are just kind of stuck in a camp in Russia. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens with all of them and how they can bring them all together. I was happy to see that the uh, they all have this kind of like idea that school is not really going to work out. They're like, we tried to move, but it turns out after getting attacked by weird zombie alternate dimension 
people, things. <laughs> yeah, right. School doesn't really go well for you. It doesn't really matter where you move. You yeah. can't really run away from those problems. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. These are the things that you're not going to be able to run away from. And it's even stated as such with uh, Eleven sitting at a diner with a, a, a person who's like, we need you to fight this war. And she's like, I don't even have powers. And they're like, well, you're gonna better, you better find them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well you, know, you know that person. That's the Paul Reiser character. Oh, was it? Yeah, that's who that was. I yeah. didn't even realize it was Paul. It was that Paul Reiser character, which yeah. has been in it for a, a little bit, and so, so especially last season. Him yeah, I, I completely forgot about that. I know. There's, it's been that long that you kind of go, wait, who's it? Whatever. And yeah. that's the thing. It's been a while since these last three seasons. So I think. I mean. I do like this the story, and I loved what they've been doing. I love the actors. I love the progression. But I think I might have to go back and revisit the whole series, or at least maybe watch a couple of recap videos or something along those lines. That's what you need. Hopefully, there'll be a recap video somewhere. Yeah. Season three ended with that tearjerker of a letter, right? That um, what's his face left for eleven? The one where he's like, oh, he gets a hopper, new. yeah, oh, hopper, because they yeah. lose him, right? Yeah, and he's like, please keep your door shut, and everyone was like, oh. that's right. <laughs> I forgot. It's I forgot. Been I felt so bad about that. Long, you're right. I, I need. I need a refresher. And then even looking at the kids now, because it's been a couple of years, and they're not kids, man. These are basically like I can vote adults. <laughs> so yeah, some of them, some of them are like 28 to 30 years old. <laughs> Yeah. So it's it's like okay, I could have started Stranger Things. Yeah, you could have. You really could have at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really stoked to hear uh, to see uh, where that's going to be. What's going on with that? Uh, we do got to move on now. Is is The Walking Dead over, BJ? The Walking Dead is over, sir. Okay. So well, I shouldn't say it's not over. It the the second part of the final season is over. There are three parts. And oh, so, that's right. Yeah. So, okay. Because yeah. you watch. Yeah. Because I you you say that you watched the finale of the second part, and I forgot that there is another part because oh, most yeah. of the time they split them up into two. Yeah. But now The Walking Dead's going for the three of them. Yes. And now here was something because there was a while ago, and I saved this to have you on because they've already announced some of the spinoffs, including some of the main characters. Yeah. Which I mean is like. Pretty spoilery if you just even look at the headlines of these. Yeah, that's pretty lame because then you realize because you're absolutely right because there are there are two main characters that we think may not make it if things go bad with right? the way we've seen at the end of this episode. The Commonwealth are kicking ass, and really, it's a power struggle within the Commonwealth. Lance Hornsby is is kind of acting behind. I think in a way, way acting behind the back of the president, but she's such a douche. It doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> You know, so uh, and um, yeah, it's here's the thing. They're getting really, really good reviews. Like we're getting like, you know, eight point nine, you know, eight point whatever. It's like eight and above for these episodes as and some critics are saying this is as good as it was in the first couple of seasons. What they've done. It's it, it, it really is. I have to say that they you know, you'd think without Rick and, you know, without Michonne and without all the people that we've lost over the years, but they have done an amazing job bringing in some characters that, you know, you really, you really, really care about. Uh, and, you know, especially, you know, Gabe, Father Gabe is just amazing now. He's uh, had a really good arc. I mean, he started off as a very milk toast character. Yes. And, and a, he turned I mean, up until, like, I, I watched halfway through the Whisperer War, and I'm going to get back to it, I promise. But it is one of those where he turned into a verified badass. 
And there are, I mean, the the moments between Maggie and Negan, which is one, of course, the spinoff shows you hinted to. Yes. The, the moments between Maggie and Negan have been amazing because we are, and season 11 has 16 episodes. So this is a big season. Wow. Unlike Unlike Game of Thrones, which gave us, what, half an episode and said, this is it. <laughs> um, I think they managed to get out eight in that last season. And there have been time jumps in this season. So, you know, that's what you have to remember. you got to remember the time jumps so that your, your brain can go, okay, when years pass, that does mean something something uh and 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 that way you can understand why maggie may have felt one way but then a couple years more and stuff that happens uh but negan definitely you know at this point of the ball game negan's a cool dude there's no more wondering about negan that's how far it's gone in the series negan's a cool dude the only the last person that has to be convinced is maggie will that happen will her and negan somehow tie the knot because in some way because Tie the uh, knot, they're going to get hitched? Well, let's just say they're not getting hitched. But tying the knot does mean something for one of them. Uh-oh. Wow, interesting. Oh, a lot, I mean, a lot is going on. And um, the Commonwealth is fantastic. I love the, I love the, the uh, their, like, police force costumes. Those things yeah. look so cool. And, uh, you know, you know how it is with anybody in The Walking Dead. They get welcomed into a community that seems like they're cool, <laughs> and they're not cool. Uh, <laughs> that yeah, seems the kind yeah, of yeah. Uh, the, the, the standard when it comes down to a yeah. uh, Walking Dead group of people. Yeah. And, I mean, even the, the, the main group that we've followed, Followed throughout all of these seasons and all of these years, if you were another person or another group of people and you came across these guys, seeing some of the acts that they have done, you'd be like, "These aren't good people." No, and 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 that's the thing; they really aren't. And they think you know they, the, 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 but they have like they do what they have to. Like the, our our main cast does what they have to do to survive, mm-hmm. and, it, and it really is mm-hmm. heartbreaking for them. Then you get to see, and I love it. You know, Daryl had a great line. He's like, "This world's always the way it is." It's like. Would you expect anything different? Like, yeah. When you see yeah. this so-called well-put-together and well-safe society of the Commonwealth, but you realize it is just as bad as the world was before it fell. And, uh, you know, so again, it's like who's – that's what well, The Walking Dead does great. It's like who who are the real bad guys of this? Are, is it the zombies? No. The zombies are not the problem. The problem is always humanity. Um, so, yeah, it's getting good, but they're at their mid-season – Part two finale. Uh, so they have the early they have the, they have the early season finale, the mid season finale, and then I think when it comes back in July, that'll be it. The finale finale. Yeah. Well, that'll be it for the main show. They still have Fear the Walking Dead. They still have Don't Go to the Mall with the Walking Dead. I mean, all their shows. <laughs> uh, and of course, there's still the rumored Rick movie, which is supposedly going to happen with with the you know with that lady from the Heapsters. I can't remember her name. Oh yeah, I remember uh, that one. Yeah. Who, who basically said he's an A or a B. Remember that gal and uh, that whole world. And Michonne went off to find Rick because she found his hat in a place where his hat would never be. Mm-hmm. And she got a she got a hint from somebody that said, "Yeah, oh no, I know, I saw the dude that had this." And she's like, "He's alive, okay." Um, so we that's got to be resolved in some way, shape, or form. Well, you would hope. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and apparently one of the spinoff shows is going to hook into that storyline. And I don't know, you know, I mean, I haven't watched all the shows, unfortunately, and therefore I'm kind of in the dark. Well, I mean, uh, once you finish up this one, you can see whether or not you want to hit up all of the other spinoffs. <laughs> I, I know. I, I kind of like... Which is which is amazing because this wasn't even a show that you really even cared about and they kept you. That's the problem. I, the main show could keep me. I tried Fear the Walking Dead for, maybe, uh, for yeah. maybe a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, and I know that's changed a lot and they, you know, they, they, they added some people that you would like on the show uh, and still, yeah... Yeah, I just haven't wanted to watch it. Too much TV. But anyway, yeah, so it's on a break, but it's good, Rev. I would say that 
I think they're going to wrap this up nicely. And any true Walking Dead fan who may have been dis, you know disenchanted a little bit in the middle of it, mm-hmm. I think you get to come back to it, you know, uh, and and hopefully you know you'll you'll dig it and you know enough about who's there. Yeah. So you know, but but, it, but it's get it's it's got good reviews and so I, it's worth checking out. I've enjoyed it. Nice. And finally, a show that both you and I have really enjoyed. And I haven't gotten into season two, but it is finished now with Resident Alien? Well, no. Everybody's doing like their like Oh, it's another seasons. break. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I knew it was like uh, they had done some episodes and they hadn't uh, had a couple, so I was just kind of curious about that. Yeah, they have teased us and, and what I thought we saw in this show, uh, you know how you tease if someone's an alien but you don't have a budget? Yeah. You have them blink their eyes a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, yep, yep. It goes the other way. It's just like, oh, look at that. That CGI only cost about uh, 50 bucks. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> I always thought that they were agents from the same place uh, you know that um, that Harry came from, um, and there was even another person they went to look for that was one of Harry's people, who I guess been on the planet for a long time, uh-huh. uh, and uh, you know through some hijinks and fun stuff, uh, Harry now has an egg, an egg of one of his like little guys is about to be born. Oh, he's uh, got his own little egg baby. He's got an egg baby, and of course, it's no like one's he's supposed like in the to third know. grade. And you know, only the only the two kids uh, know about it, as well as uh, Asta, which is kind of his love interest. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's a uh, it's interesting, and it, it, it's it's a funny show. Turns out there's like in the there, you know Sarah Connor's hunting him from the government, yeah, which yeah. is fun. Uh, but there are now, you know, the, the the big problem was is that Harry had to get a message to his people to tell him not to invade the Earth, and. Harry was like, oh, yeah, I'll send a message to keep him not from, you know, killing us for 50 years because all he's worried about is Asta. And he says, you know, Asta, in 50 years, you're probably going to be dead. So, so no problem. <laughs> and she's like, no, you moron. I want to save everybody. He goes, oh, I don't really care about you. I don't. He's like, well, I can't. I mean, I. He's still working on his emotions. Yeah. He's, he's still not used to them. I, okay. Alan Tudyk does such a great job. He's so uh, great. And turns out there are other aliens here who already want to kill the planet anyway. Oh, they want to do something different. I don't know if they want to destroy the planet. They may want to take it over, but it's not Harry's alien people. It's somebody else. So that is the why big reveal. All, why do all of these aliens want to kill us? Yeah, I don't understand what we have to offer or don't have to offer. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, and uh, you know the thing is, is, it's an interesting thing when you don't have emotions, you think we're idiots. But when Harry, you know, when Harry's people who can basically uh, change their form and become whatever the, you know, or at least look like they're us. They also start acting and feeling like us. It's like, like they integrate the DNA or something like something, that. Something, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So then he starts realizing why humans are cool. And so mm-hmm. the thing, so it's an interesting statement. Like, you know, when people are emotionless, as opposed to really feeling their emotions, you know, it's like that, that's like, does that make you more human in life in general? Because you got people that are very pragmatic, very logical, mm-hmm. don't want to feel their emotions a whole lot. And is yeah. that being fully human when you don't, when you try to just shut all that out? And are you less empathetic? I mean, that's it's a kind of good question that the show asks as you go on. And even, you know, subtly in my mind. Yeah. Uh, but it's a fun show. I, I really like it a lot. And um, it's on sci-fi. But again, it's on its, you know, mid-season hiatus. It'll come back at some point this year. And It's, it's worth a watch. And if you haven't seen the first funny. season, I would say definitely go and find it and binge it. If you if you, if you you like Alan Tudyk, it's, he's oh, so great yeah. in this. Absolutely. So, so great in this. And, and the two kids that he interacts with. Are just stars in my mind. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, and and Max, and you know, Max was the guy, and then his little friend, and uh, you know, who's in in this, and I can't remember her name right off the bat, but she's yeah. just fantastic, um, you know, and uh, she's taken over to me as really being having the better lines 
with uh, with Harry than Max does. So that's um, awesome. Yeah, so it's really awesome. So there you go, uh, Resident Alien. Yep, yep, and that's on Sci-Fi. Yes, sir. And uh, just before we do get out of here, I know there's no geek sheet with Vicky B, so I wanted to let you know that if you are a Harry Potter fan, hello. Uh, Fantastic Beasts, right. The Secrets of Dumbledore is out today. I hope it's good. Do we know what it's getting? Uh, yeah, 55% on the Ultimato Meter oh, with 127 reviews. Those movies are not getting received well. Yeah, yeah. This has Eddie Redmayne in it, Jude Law, Mads Mikkelsen takes over as the Grindelwald oh, character. Right. Grindelwald. Johnny Depp, Johnny, Depp, uh, Johnny, Johnny Depp is up. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> and most of the time, most of the critics are just saying it feels overstuffed and it felt a world full of wizards has never felt less magical. Oh, so, um, you know, some of these are just looking for those blurbs. We don't know. But if you're a Harry Potter fan, go check it out. Let us know what you think about it. Until next time, guys, stay nerdy.